coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. A desperate woman with nowhere left to turn pushes open a door. She walks into Patrick and Mark's office. Only silence greets her. On the desk, a sign. Small, intricate letters spell out two words. Gone canceling. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as I always am, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going so good. We're both here in our uh, trench coats. That's right. And fedoras. We're a little more Eddie Valiant than Philip Marlowe, but but that's the way I I like it. That's only because we we spend all of our lives hanging out with cartoon characters. (laughs) Greg Smith. (laughs) Oh, does everyone realize that, that Greg Smith is a cartoon character? (laughs) I, I just realized it might not be evident from his kind of low energy way of speaking, but he is a cartoon. He's a giant rabbit, um, but we love him dearly. Uh, also, I realized as I was doing that, I was kind of doing more Don Draper than anything else, mm-hmm. which is the wrong era altogether. <laughs> um, but it 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 works. For, yeah, I think I think it works. I think it works too. Um, We're our own harshest critics. That's right. Uh, we have got a good episode today. I think. Uh, look, something bad happened. Or good? Something certainly happened. Something certainly happened. Uh, Metroid Prime 4 was canceled, uh, and it's going to be retooled by uh, people who were not working on it before. Uh, should that happen? Should that, should that have happened to other Nintendo games? We are going to explore that concept in a second. Um, but first, Mark, uh, let's explore a game that was not canceled momentarily. Sonic Forces. Sonic Forces. Game was not canceled, but if you would like to uh, get it out of my house, you are certainly more than welcome to do so. You just need to email me, us, at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com, and I will send this thing to you in the mail. You get it. You send it back to me in the mail. I get it. The, pro- the process keeps going. Wheel keeps on spinning. What the else wheel is going in on? the sky keeps on turning. That's right. Thank you, Wait, Journey? No. No. Um, mm. ugh. Well, if you know the answer to who I yeah. just referenced. Are you sure it's not Journey? <laughs> yeah, I'm positive. It's, it's much more earthy than Journey is. Um, maybe like... Uh, I'm going to look it up. You tell people <laughs> what we're doing in March. <laughs> March is retro month. Uh, and not just any retro month. Not just any retro month. We're going to be celebrating weird Nintendo sequels all throughout March. Uh, here's our schedule. Wheel in the Sky is a song by American rock band Journey, recorded in 1977. I was wrong. All right. That's horrifying. It's never happened before on this show. (laughs) I think we need to stop the show. Uh, yes, sorry. Retro sequels month. Uh, the, the first Thursday we're doing The Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Um, the second week, we're doing Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins. The third week, we're doing Star Tropics 2. And the fourth week, we're doing Castlevania 2. You can maybe find some of those games on Virtual Console. Yeah, like all of them except for Star Tropics 2 are pretty, are pretty readily available. We would love for you to play along with us. 
um, we're trying to give people a little bit of heads up so you can play through these games. None of them, I don't think, are super long. I do think Star Tropics 2 is going to be too long for us to finish. Mm. Um, well, we just won't then. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and we will use walkthroughs on most of these oh, things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially Castlevania 2, because that game is obtuse. <laughs> but all these, all these sequels are very different from their initial incarnations. And if you have played them before, or if you have an opportunity to play them before we talk about them, send us your thoughts. Uh, we would love to hear what you think of these weird sequels, and it's going to be really fun. Yeah, and you've got a couple weeks to get that done. All right, Mark, let's get into games that probably should have been canceled. So we're kind of doing a a two-part thing here. The, The first part is let's name a Nintendo game that should have been canceled to be retooled by somebody else. The second part is we get to name that somebody else. Uh, and because we're feeling, you know, I don't know, a little uh, devil may care here, um, we, we get to choose who that is. Exactly. And they don't even have to be Nintendo developers if we don't want them to That's be. That's right. They can be third-party developers. They can be first-party developers for Sony. I don't care. <laughs> We've got the top down. We're cruising down the highway mm-hmm. using our feet to steer. Whatever comes our way. <laughs> now that is not Journey. I don't know who did Born to be Wild. This is not going to be what the show is, though. Oh, I thought you were doing the opening to Full House. Oh, oh, no. That was Journey. (laughs) Or the Beach Boys? All right. uh, It's the same guy that did Family Matters. That's that's for sure. And Step by Step. It's all the exact same song. Um, So I will go first uh, because I've got a couple of these here. A game that I believe should have been canceled. And by the way, this isn't to say that we did not enjoy our time with these games necessarily, um, but just that they didn't achieve something that we think they should have. Yeah, so like there are missed opportunities somewhere in the process they went astray. They should have been canceled, but also retooled by somebody else. They're not yeah. a lost cause. Yes. Uh, so my first one is actually a game that I think is pretty cool and has a, a lot of stuff that is worth saving. Kid Icarus Uprising on the 3DS. Um, as de- uh, developed by Sora Studios, led by... Um... I also am blanking right in this moment. Yeah. We'll get there. Word association. Super Mi- Smash Brothers Ultimate. Right. Uh, it. Uh, oh, developing Smash Brothers basically killed... <laughs> we'll get there. You know what we'll it is. Uh-huh. You're, ye- you're yelling at us right now. Um, anyway... That game was uh, great for a number of reasons, including, uh, you know, it it had this really cool... Um, Masahiro Sakurai. Sakurai. <laughs> why, why, why couldn't we remember Masahiro Sakurai's name? It's fine. We're just a Nintendo podcast. <laughs> uh, so this game was uh, great. It did um, some really cool, like, on-rails flying stuff, and then, like, put you on the ground, and you had to fight monsters hand-to-hand. Um, and uh, it, it was on the 3DS, so it was half you controlling it with um, the thumbstick and, uh, like, triggers with your left hand, and then touchscreen controls with your right, which I don't know if you've ever tried holding your 3DS in one hand uh, in a way where you are like actively touching stuff with the with the other hand, uh, but it's almost impossible. It's so heavy, um, and it's also just not an intuitive way to control uh, like on the ground stuff. When you're flying around, it's okay because you're like you're just sort of like tapping where you want uh, Pit to be shooting, and it makes sense. Um, 
but like it just as, as an action game it it fails on the you controlling the character uh, element of it it succeeds in the spectacle it succeeds uh in like progression and in interesting presentation just not you just never feel good controlling pit did is this the one that you ended up playing like with the putting it on the stand that you bought yeah it's it uh i bought the stand so i could play it um and then i also uh realized that that is a wonderful way to play all the fire emblem games just because you play them for hours upon hours at a time um but yeah that's why i bought a a stand so i could play kid Icar- kid icarus uprising and even with that obstacle taken away it's still not a super satisfying way to get to control a character so i propose giving this game giving kid icarus uprising i have one answer but i i, I maybe want a second one and we can talk about which one is better uh, i was gonna say give to platinum games mm. um because they do a bunch of sort of like beat them up you know everyone flying around yeah i wonder even if bayonetta show up multi uh, no spoilers but if platinum might show up multiple times on our lists uh well then here then here here's my second pitch for who who should have taken it wait over. first i want to like yeah. flesh out this first pitch a little bit okay before yeah so uh basically keep the rest of the game except give it a more traditional uh control scheme and just give pit a bunch of flashy moves that are fun to chain together uh with like button combos I'm basically just saying, like, in, let's jam together Bayonetta and Kid Icarus. Is this still a 3DS game? Uh, probably not, no. It definitely needs a second um, thumbstick. What about the new 3DS that has the little second nub thing? The nub's not really enough. Like, the nub is fine for camera stuff. Um, like, I think it works really well in uh, the Majora's Mask 3D to, to control the camera. But I, I think if you need any, like, quick snappy camera, which I would think the uh, platinum version of Kid Icarus Uprising would be even faster um, and even more like action driven uh, that you would really need a second thumbstick. So yeah, put it on um, Wii U, Wii U or uh, Switch. So, uh, obviously, put it, any of these games can go on Switch. <laughs> uh, but the the other the other direction that you could take Kid Icarus Uprising from software. Mm. and uh make it a uh punishingly difficult dark soulsy like game uh where you are committed to where uh maybe you still don't feel as good about what pit can control but it's part of the game um so like instead of just being like oh i can't really turn the camera over there and fight that guy like that's make make it part make it part of the what's scary about it make that part of the high stakes and that game is based on like a risk reward system as it is, um, up, uprising because you set difficulty just like in Smash Brothers. You set the difficulty uh, by like spending a certain number of I think they're hearts um, in Kid Icarus Uprising, and the harder a level is, the more you're rewarded for going through it. Um, and that's uh, you know like Dark Souls has a similar like risk reward. The further you go in without like going back to a, a campsite, a campfire. Um, the more chance you have of just like losing everything. I like that, and I like the idea of From Software working on a Nintendo license, so it's still like light and fun, uh-huh. but it just has the punishing mechanics of like a Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Yeah, I think it would be good. So, uh, my pick is maybe a little obvious. Metroid Other M. Uh, yes, Metroid Other Notorious M. Notorious Metroid game on the Wii. 
originally developed by Nintendo and Team Ninja. Um, and people were excited about Team Ninja developing a uh, a Metroid game at the time. I I was. Yeah, they still had the glow of uh, the Ninja Gaiden games that like the reboot yep. on the three the Xbox and then the 360. Yeah. Um so yeah, and it was totally different. Uh felt like a very left field choice. Really exciting game. Obviously did not live up to uh I think everybody's hopes and expectations. Long ago on the life of this podcast, we did a Nintendo Cartridge Society Classic Edition where we played through other M in like four or five parts or something. Yeah. And uh talked about it as we made our way through the game. You can go back and listen to that if you I guess ever want to. Uh, yeah, it might be hard to find at this point. That is back in the archives. Um I, I, I'm interested to see what part of it you're going to try to change with the developer because the the game I think has two really big flaws. Um one is that it focuses a lot on uh I guess it's uh, one big flaw and like two different ways to address it. One is that it, it focuses on story a lot, uh, and that story is bad. So, do you make it tell a good story, or do you just eliminate the story entirely? So I say neither. Ah, uh huh. <laughs> okay, my vote mm-hmm. is we give this game to platinum. Okay, and specifically, <laughs> you also mentioned this, uh, Bayonetta creator, uh, Hideke Kamiya. Uh huh. Kamiya. I'm not sure how you say that exactly. But you have the same exact... Look, Bayonetta 2, there's a lot of story in that game, and it's terrible. It's and I realize right. he was just a producer on Bayonetta 2. Right. But Bayonetta 1, no different. So, But it's really like over-the-top and campy mm. and tongue-in-cheek. Oh, that's interesting. And so I think you can save uh, Other M... By making it a camp classic, uh, instead of instead of just being melodrama, mm-hmm. that would that's I mean that's a really good call. And then you take uh, you make Metroid a little more actiony, yeah. And so you make the combat a little bit more like uh, Devil May Cry, yeah. I th- I, I think or a that's, series like that. I think I think that's perfect, Mark. That's a really good. That's so you, a, you like, platinum saving everyone. <laughs> yeah, you just like yeah, you just ramp up. The camp, ramp up the camp. I think that's how you say Metroid Other M. Yeah, I, I, that's that. That's perfect. Uh, my next <coughs> next game that should have been canceled. Wii Music, Wii Music should have been canceled. Now this is one you can definitely find in our archives. Yes. Last year we did an episode, um, kind of happening to celebrate the ten year anniversary of Wii Music. Yeah, celebrating is... Here's the thing. Mark and I actually had a very good time we did. messing around with Wii Music for the afternoon. Have I thought about the game since then? No, not at all. Only uh, in the context of this show. That's right. Um, and, like, there are some interesting ideas in Wii Music. It is hampered by um, uh, an inability to share things, uh, an inability to be, like, as creative as you want to be. And some imprecise inputs. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would say a fourth thing. Yeah. Terrible music choices. A yeah. lot, lot of bad music choices. Basically, the game is too small and too bad. And, um, uh, but but there is, there's an interesting concept at the heart of it, which is um, you have access to uh, all of these songs and you can rearrange them in different ways without having like a ton of musical experience. 
Um, I would want uh, this game to be uh, canceled and instead developed by Media Molecule, the developers of Little Big Planet and the forthcoming Dreams, um, because the, that studio is all about giving the player too many options for creation um, and really just letting you go hog wild with what you can do with a set of tools. Um, and uh, Wii Music is so limiting in what it lets you do. Uh, and, it, you know, if they just, like, open the doors a little bit and let, like, if you could uh, upload music, like, Dreams looks like it's going to have a set of tools that's, like, unmatched in, in anything. Um, and if there's just, if there was any of that in Wii Music to make it a better suite of music creation tools, uh, I think that'd be awesome. I'll also pitch like Harmonix. Yeah, sure. Really, anyone who does anything like it's weird that Nintendo is like music games. We got it. We don't need help from anyone. We'll just do this one. Very, very strange. Um, and also all of the just like the the motion controls to trigger stuff. Um, like to get get that get that out of here. And unless it's like helpful for accuracy purposes. Um, again, uh, I I've seen Dreams demoed at. Uh, like uh, PlayStation Experience and at um, E3, and it looks like they've figured out how to uh, incorporate motion controls into their creation tool set, um, but it's not the only way to do anything. And uh, if you want something to snap to a grid, it'll snap to a grid. Um, that would have been so helpful in a lot of those uh, when we were trying to put together arrangements where like, okay, the drum track, if I get off even a, a hair for a second, it's going to sound bad. And you're always going to get off because the inputs aren't precise. Yeah. That'd be so great because all the things we liked about Wii Music would be um, like emphasized and all the things that were bad would be fixed by being on modern hardware as well. Like, yeah. Easier to share, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I guess really all I want is dreams. I want Wii, Wii Music to be maybe just the music editor in dreams. All right, my next pick is Hey Pikmin. Oh, Hey Pikmin. For the 3DS, a by all accounts middling, unremarkable Pikmin platformer developed by Arzest. I would say it is only remarkable in how unchallenging it is, right? And that uh, people forget it even came out. <laughs> yeah, I sort of did. Why isn't that a Nintendo Selects? They still want me to pay $40 for it? That was never going to happen. They want you to... I, I think they don't care. <laughs> I was, was going to say they don't. They want you to forget about it. But I don't even think they want you to do that. I think they know that people have forgotten about it. I think they uh, are happy for it to be have become anonymous. Sure. No one has any further wants regarding Hey Pikmin. Except, of course, for Mark, who is going to assign it to a studio. Well, the idea of Hey Pikmin is appealing. A yes. platformer with Pikmin? That's yeah. a great idea. Like a mm -hmm. traditional 2D side-scroller with Pikmin is a great idea. It lends itself really well to the like uh, dimensionality of the 3DS. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and b before you uh, say who you would give it to, I think this is actually a really good call because the other Pikmin games are really cool, but they can be a little bit overwhelming. And that's part of their appeal, right? Um, but just uh, having the sort of big 3D space that you have to control and like manage all these Pikmin can turn even like even when I'm like interested in playing a Pikmin game, I get a little bit turned off by the idea that I'm going to have to manage all this stuff in a huge space. If I were doing that in 2D in a platforming environment, that seems much more doable to me. Yeah, and so to me, it just needs a developer who knows what they're doing. And that, of course, is 
the studio that I'm going to refer to as EAD Tokyo, mm-hmm. although I don't know if that's actually what they're called anymore, especially now that um, all of like Nintendo's developers are under one yeah, sure. uh, house. But they're the developers of Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, of Super Mario Galaxy 1, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Wonderful. Um, and Why did you lead with Jungle Beat? Because I think that was that was kind of the game that got them the opportunity to work on. Mario. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think they could make a killer. Hey, Pikmin, like yeah. a killer 2D Pikmin side scrolling game. I think they'd knock it out of the park. Yeah. And like that would really make you think about how you're interacting with a 2D space and with all uh, like these little. Yeah. And taking advantage of like all the things that Pikmin can do. Yeah. No, that sounds great. Man, an an excuse to like Hey Pikmin would be would be incredible. Hey Pikmin is a weird title because uh it's bad and nobody talks about it ever, but it to me it really is one of the big missed opportunities of the past few years for Nintendo because that could have been something. It could have increased interest in Pikmin. Yeah. It could have been a new direction for the series, but it just turned out to be a bad game. Yeah. And uh then you bring it up on the show and I like forgot that it even existed. My next, my next pick is a DS game, regular old DS star Fox command. Star Fox command was a uh, game with ideas long in development in like the, the star Fox universe where you would draw the flight paths of your R wings on the bottom screen and then when your uh, flight path intersected with an enemy unit, then you went in and did like a, a short, um, like regular Star Fox level. Um, and rather than being um, like uh, a sort of on rails like shooter thing, it was always like an open arena where you're flying around in all directions. The, the all range mode of uh, Star Fox 64. Is it I've always kind of thought of this as a tactical Star Fox game. Is that so kind of accurate? That is at least what it purports to be. Unfortunately, the game falls short both in the individual encounters being weak and in the tactical part of it not being satisfying. Um, And I guess in a third dimension, it is also not a super compelling story and like the character interactions aren't very fun um i'm gonna give this to uh this is an uh, an obvious choice i don't even need to leave the nintendo stable i'm giving it to intelligent systems um and the fire emblem team is just going to make star fox command uh they're gonna bring the same kind of storytelling that they bring to fire emblem they're gonna make the tactical parts of it way more tactical and honestly Maybe I don't need the Star Foxy parts of it to be Star Foxy. It could just be a Fire Emblem game that is Star Fox. I think that's a great idea. I feel like one of the, uh, you know, one of the rumors is that Retro is working on a Star Fox racer. Yeah. And people love the Star Fox characters, but no matter what Nintendo does to try to recapture the magic of Star Fox 64, they just haven't been able to. And maybe because that sort of gameplay just has not aged well in the modern era. Or, so yeah, why and, not take those characters and put them in a totally different genre? Totally. And it's it's not even like you can really modernize. Because it's, it's arcadey, right? And like there's really no way to improve it beyond where it was. You can make it look nicer, I guess. But there's nothing that's really going to change an on-rails like flight combat you know i was gonna say simulator but that's not right um but just th- there's nothing that's really going to improve that experience 
uh, beyond what we've already seen. So yeah, explore new experiences. So my next one is an NES game. Okay. It's a zapper game. <laughs> it is, you know, fine for what it is at the time. Uh-huh. I'm talking about Gumshoe. Gumshoe. All right, great. <laughs> so it's a, Gumshoe's a little bit like... So you use the, the gun to, like, control a detective on screen? Is that right? Uh, yes. Okay. okay, so it's a little proto uh, Super Mario run. Uh-huh. The character is always going moving right. You shoot him to make him jump. Sure. And then you also have to shoot bad guys who come up on the screen. Okay. And you're trying to get the your character from left to right. Perfect. Um, great premise. Yeah, great. Like, fun idea for a game. Fine use of the zapper peripheral. Um, generally unremarkable. Give this to Shu Takumi, the creator of uh, Ace Attorney and Ghost Trick. <laughs> And make this a real detective game <laughs> that you're controlling with a gun <laughs> with the zapper so. peripheral. That's great. So you're so it's still so it is more like Phoenix Wright in mm-hmm. that like you're going uh, uh, you're going to like a scene investigating stuff, uh, but you're just making your decisions about how you investigate by shooting at them. Yeah, that's then, incredible, Mark. Yeah, and then maybe there are like some puzzly elements yeah. like Ghost Trick because Ghost Trick is really a puzzle game, and it's uh really amazing so maybe something like that but again you're using like the zapper yeah um to solve puzzles or to like knock things over so whatever can happen right and i assume that we are still controlling the gumshoe character yes that this is perfect you're like fleshing out like who is gumshoe right what's his deal uh what's what? his like backstory why did he leave a sign on his desk that says <laughs> gone canceling exactly. and why does he have to sublet from you and i these are all things we all want to know, but mm-hmm. we never had an opportunity because we never had a follow-up to Gumshoe. I mean, these are the great dramatic questions. I believe uh, Socrates posed these, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, my, my next, uh, next game that deserves to be canceled. Year of Luigi notwithstanding, I'm going to say Dr. Luigi, uh, which was a Dr. Mario-like game that introduced uh, L-shaped pills. Uh, this was how they were like, we're going to improve Dr. Mario by uh, adding a different shape pill. What, what was it like aesthetically? Uh, it, I mean, it looked like uh, New Super Mario Brothers mm, style. Okay. Like it, it, it has kind of an, an ugly, maybe even sort of like low rent um, version of that. Um, so it, it never looked good. Um, and the, the presentation of it is just, it, it's lacking. I'm going to give Dr. Luigi to Tetsuya Mizuguchi, the creator of Luminous and Tetris Effect on PlayStation VR. And we're going to turn Dr. Mario into a laser light dance show that also hypnotizes you and causes you to meditate while playing Dr. Mario. That sounds, I mean, that sounds perfect. Yeah. And I, you know, I've talked about Tetris Effect on this show before, even though it's not a Nintendo game. I'm breaking our rules. Um, but it's just, it's such a perfect way to like hijack your brain by using a, um, falling block puzzle mechanic. Um, and you know, the, the way it manipulates you and how your body and your brain are reacting to the game in front of you. Um, it would be wonderful to just apply that to Dr. Mario. It, Cause the same thing, ha- you play enough Dr. Mario, you're hypnotized by it. You don't perceive time passing or your body aging, even though it's all still happening. 
<laughs> and I want that with some awesome music behind it uh, and with really uh, deliberate pacing to uh, maximize that Dr. Mario effect. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Now I'm kind of, I'm sad that doesn't exist. I know, right? And what do we get instead? Dr. Luigi? It could still be Dr. Luigi. Yeah, he that's could... fine. Whatever. I mean, because maybe Dr. Luigi is like the CD doctor that you go to to like get acid or something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's like Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> yes, that's right. Or like Dr. Roberts. <laughs> uh, and then I have one more, which I must confess is a bit of a joke. I like jokes. Uh, are you familiar with the Super Nintendo game Mario is Missing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Luigi is out looking for Mario. It's kind of a geography puzzle. Uh, I want to cancel that game in its early stages when all we know is Luigi is looking for Mario and it's not an action game. I'm going to give this to David Cage and Quantic Dream. <laughs> Luigi has got to be uh, going on a globe-trotting adventure where he has to make tough decisions, maybe saw his own pinky off or something. It's raining all the time. <laughs> all the time. There's a serial raining. killer. That's right. Um, and it will he tack- can die. Mm-hmm. It will tackle mature topics that it is not prepared to tackle. But it will do so confidently, and you will make a thousand different uh, story choices, and it will end uh, never the way you want or expect it to. And this will be a vast improvement for Mario is Missing. Mario is Missing. missing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, let, let <laughs> All right, Mark, let's close out this segment of the show. So those are just the games that we would cancel. And who we would get to make them from, from scratch. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Are there, are there any other, like, any other like, obvious things out there? I, I feel like there are great studios that we didn't even touch. Yeah, um, can't think of any right now. Yeah, I mean, like, look, uh, look maybe uh, 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 Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog's got to make one of these games, right? Like, we don't need Super Mario Brothers USA. We, let's get Naughty Dog to, to, to remake it. Like, they're on a, a, a swashbuckling adventure. Yeah, maybe you have uh, the developers of Forza. And they're making um, a paperboy. Yeah. Look, these are, <laughs> these are all really good answers, but we would love to hear your really good answers. So email us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at, at gmail.com. Um, uh, and also, uh, you should rate and review uh, this show on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out tremendously. That's how uh, we get discovered. We get more ratings. People see us in lists or in searches, uh, and that helps us out a, a bunch. Um, you can also share episodes on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. Um, that's good, too. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. The Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening.